Blog Talk Radio. Them and make them feel like they hated that you gave it to them. 
God is for the convict, not condemned. Jesus said, I came not to condemn. Yeah, he, he didn't come to condemn. He came to practice. He said he, was, he came that, that he might convict, that he might cause us to see ourselves. When you condemn folks, you, you, you judge folks and condemn them, you push them away. But when you convict folks, and folks don't mind hearing you if you convict them, even though it might not be a good thing what you're saying. But because God is in it, because you said what the Lord says, it convicted them and it makes them want to come to God. This is what causes people to repent. This is what causes people to turn from their ways. They are convicted by the power of the Holy Spirit. They accept the Holy Spirit convicted now. Don't get me wrong now. Everyone that's convicted don't always repent. Everyone that's convicted don't always, uh, you know, you know, uh, surrender. But this is the way that God works. He works through conviction by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that conviction is a signal, a sign to us that, that, you know, that we need to turn, that we need to get our act together, that we need to fix it. So we thank God this afternoon for his word. He gave us the word this afternoon, and I want to, all that is going on in the world today, from one side of the globe to the other, you know, some of us is at rest, some of us at quietness, uh, some of us at confidence, some of us at assurance, some of us, everything is going all right in our lives. But uh, a lot of folks' lives, they, they, they're not, they're unrest. They don't have any peace. They don't see no peace for a long way off. It looks like peace is not coming. I'm aware of that. I've been there. When did it look like that peace was going to come? I raised four children. I got 22 grandbabies. And times was hard. God, God never failed me, but times was hard. And there were times I didn't even see my way. There were times I left home walking with no food on the table. Uh, the babies wearing they putting on their last sample. One, 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 one just got in my wife, my wife laughing, and then just got in her lap, and, 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 and the pamper, one pamper, and, and one spoonful of food. I know what it is to leave home, knowing that if you don't get no food, if you don't bring something back, the children is going to cry, and they're going to be hungry. But I can promise you that not one day did God ever fail me, that not one day did God ever let me down. When I didn't even see no way, I left walking in faith. Knowing that God will make a way for my, He always made a way. He always put somebody in my path. I didn't have to go out begging either. I didn't go out begging. The Bible said we have not come with ass not. I didn't go out begging. Times I had to ask. But God always came back home. I always came back home with an armful of groceries or at least enough to get through that day. You know, God sometimes He does from day to day, from week to week. Sometimes He just don't do it in abundance. Sometimes he don't give you a truckload. Sometimes he gives you just enough for you to get by that you can trust him for the next day. And that's good. It builds up our faith when we trust God from day to day. And that's what we're supposed to do anyway. We're supposed to trust him from day to day. But this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad not tomorrow, but today I'm going to rejoice. So I want to talk from the subject is God promised us peace. God promised us peace. Uh, God promised with all this is going on in the world today and Russia and Ukraine and Israel and Iran and China and Japan and Czechoslovakia and many other countries over there where where people are uh, fleeing the city by the thousands and the hundreds of thousands. People fear from their homes. Look how blessed you are tonight. And that's why we need to pray for the peace of Israel. We need to pray for, pray, uh, pray for the peace of Ukraine. We need to pray for the peace of Iran and China and Japan and Czechoslovakia and Russia uh, and all the other countries over there that have been affected by the war. 
We need to pay for people. We got seats and we sit there all quiet with our remote in our hand like, hey, it ain't my problem. It is your problem because they are our brothers and sisters in the Lord. They, they may not be our color or our race, but, but, but they have the same God that we have. And, 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 and the Bible, he said we were brothers, joint brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. So because we are brothers and sisters in Christ, because we are God's chosen people, we should pray that God bring people out. We don't have, not that we have respect for people, because God tells us not to have respect for people. And we try not to have respect for people because, because it's not God will us to do so. But right is right and wrong is wrong. And whoever's wrong, God is not on their side. God is not on their side. It don't matter whether Russia, Ukraine, Israel, Iran, China, Japan, I named these two countries, Czechoslovakia. Uh, it doesn't matter uh, who's in the who's wrong. When you're wrong, you're wrong. So God knows who's right, and God knows who's wrong. Just accusing that, and that accuses another, but God sees. And he knows who's right and he knows who's wrong. He's the grace and merciful God. He will not punish, he will not judge you if you're wrong. Uh, he's on the side of righteousness. And even even though we're wrong sometimes, he shows us his mercy. Even when we're wrong, he shows us his justice. So we just want to thank God. Our prayer this afternoon is that God would send peace. That God would send peace to these countries. That he would send peace over there to Ukraine. That he would send peace over to Israel. That he would send peace over to Russia. Because they need peace. They don't need a four man peace to help them to not be unrest because they're going to call war. They're going to call trouble. We want peace to all of them. Well, God has sent peace to every one of them. That the war would stop. That the killing would stop. Thousands and thousands of people. This has been going on for a long, long time. Things have been overlooked. Genocide in those countries. But people just killing people for no reason, like they're animals, like they're nothing. And God is not pleased. But somebody got to have a heart to know that God will will bring peace. And I come out and encourage you this evening. I know it doesn't look like it, but peace is on the way. God is not a lying God. Peace is on the way. God's word is true. Peace is on the way. If God said he's going to do it, he's going to do it. He's going to bring peace in a bad situation. When it looks like peace ain't coming, bombs falling everywhere, folks dying everywhere, troubles everywhere. Can't you lay down at night because you don't know you're going to get up in the morning? Not only over there, but over here in this country, in the United States as well. There are many people over here that is in rest, that, 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 that is troubling their spirit, don't have no peace. But I come out and tell you, the same God raised me. The same God raised my four children, raised my grandbaby. The same God that did not let me go near night without eating food. He said, you see the birds of the air. He closed the lily of the valley. Will I not close ye, O ye, a little faith? I found out that step by step, day by day, minute by minute, hour by hour, God will provide. But you got to know that peace is coming. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Keep on praying. Keep on praying. I know you're praying. It look like more bombs are falling. I know you're praying. It look like more lives are lost. They're piling them up. They're piling them up on the ground like watermelons, like it don't mean nothing. And the enemy doesn't care. The gospel strips everywhere. Yeah, God sees. He knows. And he's going to fix it. He's a vision the mind, said the Lord. He's going to repay. Those who know that he's doing wrong. 
And those of that are terrorists, that are doing wrong, those of that, 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 that have taken matters in their own hands, they don't, they, they don't put a coup together. They got their little group. They got their little terrorist group. And, and they feel proud that they done did this. How have you to know they're not going to get away with it? You just be patient. Take the faith. They're not going to get away. I know it looks like, where is God? He's in heaven. He's where he's always been. Oh, so many questions I know you could ask, and I have no answer to. I know there's so many questions people ask me this evening, but trust him. Trust him because he never fails. The songwriter said, God never fails. Trust the God you serve. He never fails. He's going to fix it. He's going to bring you out. I never thought that I was enjoying the peace that I'm enjoying now. I was so troubled in spirit. Why? Because I've been going through so much, and the need wasn't there, and the need wasn't met. And look like we got from word to word. I know what it means when he said, when you've done all you can to stand. I've been there. When he said, you've done all you can to stand, stand anyhow. You've done, done all you can take. I can't take no more. Then you got to take some more anyway. Many times you're living with God and come send your word. Come tell you that I'm going to bring you out tomorrow. And you're sitting away for the prophet to give you a word of encouragement. Tell you that God won't bring you out tomorrow. And the prophet tell you to wait. God said, wait. That ain't what you been if you want to hear. You just want to be here to deliver the time. You be want to hear the praise of God. But sometimes you're got to wait. Even though you're already waiting, you have to put on the oil, put on that extra strength, and wait again. Wait a little longer. Wait another day. Wait another We Wait, and God will meet you at the end of your way. He will put no more you able to bear, but with a temptation, he will make a way to escape. And that's why he said, be strong in the Lord, and the power and might. Put on the whole arm of God, and you'll be able to stand against the wildest devil. That's wild stuff going on over the overseas in the country. This is not God doing. God is not doing it. Please do not blame God. This is not God doing this. This is Satan doing this. He, 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 he has no compassion. He has no mercy. He has no grace. He, he has no concern. He does not care. He's a God of hate. He's a God or he's a murderer. The Bible says he comes to steal. He comes to kill and he comes to destroy. And that's what he's doing over in those countries. He's stealing and killing and destroying. Because many of them neglected God. Many of them put God on the back burner. Many of them said, God, I don't want you. Many of them said, on one occasion, Lord, give me a murderer and, and, and set Christ free. You know the story. How did they chose a murderer? And it said, and, 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 and set a murderer free and, 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 and crucified our Savior. But God is gracious. God is merciful. God giving people opportunity to repent. They say, God, I'm sorry. God, I was wrong. I was blinded in what I did, God. I, I thought the teaching that's what taught me. I thought the leaders that were leading me were telling me the truth, God. Uh, but I found out they were wrong. Just like Paul did on the way to Damascus. Paul thought he was right in what he was doing. Paul thought he was right when we had the Christians uh, arrested and had them uh, sinners and had them crucified. And so many terrible things were done to the Christians after Paul had them arrested. Paul thought he was right until he met Jesus on the road to Damascus. And God knocked him off his feet and opened his eyes so he could see that all this time he was wrong. How many know sometimes we said wrong, but we don't want nobody to tell us? A lot of this stuff going on in the other countries, all this fighting going on, because it's wrong. Yes, it was wrong. It was wrong for it was wrong for Russia to invade Ukraine. It was wrong. Why is it wrong, Apostle? Because the Bible said, covet not that belong to your neighbor. That did not belong to Russia. That belong 
give it to Ukraine. That's their land. That's theirs. You can't take something from somebody because you want it. You can't take something from somebody just because you want to have it for yourself. That's covetousness. And the Bible says covet not that belongs to your neighbor. So God is not on the side of the coveter. If you are coveted, God ain't on your side. No matter what nation it is, no matter who you call yourself, if you're taking something along to somebody else, for no reason at all, God is not on your side. And when it's all over, you is going to lose. You is going to lose because God is on the side of righteousness. So make sure you're on the right side. Make sure you're doing the right thing. The Bible says we are sent one to another. We're supposed to be neighbor to one another. You don't go take something from your neighbor because you won't get you don't go take something with somebody because you don't want them to have it no more. You feel like it'd be better if it was in your hand because you want to rule, you want to control everything. You want to be the boss of all the land. You ain't satisfied with what you already got. You know what? It's bad for someone to take matter in their hand because they want something to belong to somebody else and cause war. All these lies are lost just because one selfish person wants something that ain't theirs. In return, they, all these people are dying on both sides of the line. Do you not know they know no we're in war? Do you not know when the war is over they really nobody won because somebody's husband is lost, somebody's son is dead, somebody's uncle, somebody's aunt is dead, somebody's cousin, the niece, and his nephew is dead, somebody's brother-in-law, his sister-in-law is dead. There's no win in war. God hates war. He doesn't want war. God wants peace. But because countries are selfish, because they want to take something along to somebody else, not thinking about the, the outcome, not thinking about the law, not thinking about the blood that's going to be shed just because they can have control of that area, control of that region, which is not theirs. The Bible says don't even move the state on a man's land. You can't even take a man's land and mark his land and tell where his land is. The Bible says do not take that one. If you take that stake and pull it up and move it over one end, God's going God to get you. God says he's going to judge you because he saw what you did. The man might be seeing you took that gift away, but God saw it. God saw Russia before they ever went to Ukraine. God saw their heart. God saw what they were doing. God saw for the, for the reason they were doing it. And I encourage you, God is going to intervene. Leave the mind, says the Lord. He's going to fight for Ukraine. Be encouraged. Oh, we're not taking no sides. I'm going to tell you God ain't on the side alone. And Russia is wrong for invading Ukraine. And Ukraine, God got your back. He's fighting for you. When it's all over, you're going to come out of well. It may look like you're losing, but you're not going to lose because God is on your side. God is on your He got your back. The angels of the Lord is in camp, but about them that love him. God got your back. His angels are in charge. Your angels are on your side. They're going to help you do what is right because what you're doing is right. What you're doing is from the Lord. What you're doing is defending that that is yours. What you're doing is standing up for what is right. And who is not standing up for what is right? For the Bible says, how can you take a strong man out? And first you take the strong man. So they're messing with you and, and, and when they're in the wrong, but stand your ground. Stay in peace. Be encouraged. Don't blame God. Don't think that God has forsaken you. He has not forsaken you. I just want to share that. Know that it's going to be all right. Know it's not no incident that all these folks around you are lending a helping hand. They're not, not, they're not doing it because they're mad at the other country. That attack you. They're doing it because it's the right thing to do. Huh? For they are, we are our brother people, and they're doing it to show you that we love you, 
We on your side, uh, and we're going to get through this thing together. So be at peace. Peace is on the way. God promised you peace, and peace is coming. God ain't no lying God. He's going to do just what he said. And I just want a few verses to encourage you. It's all right what I said, but God's word uh, uh, is better than my word. So my words will fade away. But the Bible says God's word will not come out and go back and go away. But he'll accomplish what they seem not to do. It said, he said, I am leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. John 14 and 27. God said peace is a gift. It's one of the gifts of the Spirit. He said, I give you gifts. See, what thing have worldly peace and no flesh to seek the carnal peace, that that stuff passes away. But but spiritual peace, the, the peace that the Holy Ghost gives, uh, the old folks used to sing a song a long time ago. They said, this joy I have, the world didn't give to me, and the world can't take it away because it came spiritual. It didn't come from the grocery store. It didn't come from Walmart. It didn't come from Tall House. It didn't come from Lowe's. But it came from heaven. It comes from God. Peace comes from God. He said, this peace I leave with you, God said. Jesus said that. He told his disciples, this peace I leave with you, not as the world leaves unto I leave it. He said, let the heart be not troubled. So this is what he's trying to say. This is godly peace. But you got to receive it. Trouble all around you, know that God got your back. It don't look like it's going to be all right. I come out and encourage you, it's going to be all right. God is not a lying God. If he said it, he's going to perform it. Peace is on the way. Just fix your heart and get ready for it. I know you're troubled now, but it's going to be okay. Peace is on the way. John 16 and 33, I have told you this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you would have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. And that's what I say this afternoon. I say it again in Ukraine. Be encouraged. Take heart. You will have many trials, many afflictions, sorrows, make great loss because you don't lost a whole lot of loved ones and still lose a loved one. But don't lose confidence in your God. Uh, don't 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 lose confidence in the God of your salvation. Know that God is on your side. Know that God has got right right now while I'm talking. God is putting a defense together for you. God is the angels of the Lord is in camp around about you. You may not see them, but they are there. And they're gonna be a turnaround, Ukraine. They're gonna be a turnaround in this war. And it's gonna work in your favor. They're gonna be a turnaround. They're gonna be a turnaround. Yes, it is. They're going to be a turnaround. Israel, they're going to be a turnaround. Israel, they're going to be a turnaround. Israel, they're going to be a turnaround. God's going to turn things around. Why? Because you belong to him. God's going to turn it around. The songwriter said he's going to turn it around. He's going to work in your favor. It's going to work in your favor. So be encouraged. And know that God didn't bring you this for to lead you now. He's your heavenly father. He's your God. He's a lifter up of your head. He's your strength when you're weak, your joy in the time of your sorrow, and your peace in the time of confusion. He's your doctor, and he's always going to be your doctor. Yes, he is. He's your encourager, so be encouraged. Keep your eyes on him. Oh, and heal everything. will be all right. The Philippians 
of God. Then you will experience, listen, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and mind if you live in Christ Jesus. God will do something that blows your mind. You'll be like, what? He'll do it so quick. You won't even know he did it. Look how he delivered Peter. Brought Peter out of prison. He delivered people so quick. I remember that Peter was locked up in prison in the third, fourth ward. He was he was handcuffed and shackled. And the chances of Peter being free was impossible. I mean, it was impossible. Peter was locked down not to get unlocked no more. He was locked in the innermost part of the prison. But the angels of the Lord woke him up that night and said, Get up, Peter. Get up. Get up, Peter. And the Bible said when Peter got up, the shackles fell off of people's arms and fell off of people's legs. The angels didn't take no key and unlock nothing. The power of God unlocked those shackles off of Peter's legs and off of Peter's arms. And the shackles fell on the ground. And not only did God do that, but God put a deep sleep. Left that the soldiers ain't never did the soul. Them soldiers were not supposed to go to sleep because, see, if you lose a prisoner, and those days if you lose your prisoner, you lost your life. So those prisoners, even though they knew they were handcuffed, even though they know they were shackled, ain't no way those soldiers would have went to sleep. They would have still stay woke because of the security guards and the warden that came in there and saw them sleep. That too could have caused cross in their lives. But the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, Put them to sleep, every one of them. Turn around and took the shackles off of Peter without using the key. As Peter began to walk, and the door came open. The door came open without Peter even touching. Peter had no key in his hand. These doors were locked with locked with boats and with thumb boats. And when Peter walked into them, they popped open. When he went to the second, they popped open. When he went to the third, when they popped open. By the power of God, as the angel walked, the door popped open. Because the angel was in front of Peter. Then when he got out to the big gate, I mean, this gate needs help. You don't get out this gate with having the security, with having the ability of somebody helping you. But this was the iron gate. And when Peter got to the iron gate, the Bible said the gate opened up on his own accord. Peter didn't touch it. The angel walked before Peter, and when the angel got to the gate, the gate came open. Then the angel disappeared. Then Peter thought he was having a vision. He thought he was in a dream, but he realized that God had sent an angel to bring him out of prison. So I come out and encourage you. God's going to send his angel. If you're going through now, whatever the case may be, whatever's still in your peace, whatever's still in your joy, whatever got you saying, I don't care if it's a bad husband, I don't care if it's a bad wife, I don't care if it's bad children, I don't care if it's a bad supervisor, I don't care if it's a bad neighbor, I don't care if it's a bad enemy, I don't care if it's a bad sickness, I come out to tell you that peace is on the way. And just like God delivered Peter, and Peter was in a maze, it happened so quick that he was astonished. Then when Peter got to the house where Rhoda was, and the rest of the women were praying for the Bible said, before all this happened, that the women got together and prayed. So you can't leave prayer out. You want your deliverance? You want your breakthrough? You want God to bring you out of the game inside? You want God to give you the victory? Then you got to pray. You just can't think something's going to happen. You sit by that heat and tail chips and cooking and nabs and, and corn cheese all the time and a big old steak. you got to turn your plate down. you got to do like Esther did. Is that okay? The peace will come. Esther was, uh, she was in dire straits, and the peace will go. Because 
What had happened? Uh, with, with Medea. How all this was going on with Esther. And how Malachi, how he had called the king to turn against the, the Jews. He, had, he went and told them that they was an enemy. And they had the king to decide to agree that all the Jews be killed. All the Jews, all the Jews, and every nation in that valley, they were the enemies of the king. King didn't know that, and neither did he know that Esther was a, was, was a Jew. He didn't know that either. But Malachi, Mordecai, uh, stirred up of certain confusion until the decree was formed, and now the decree had gone out. So Esther had to go before the king. She got to go into the inner chamber. She got to go and do something that she ain't never did before. No, no woman ain't never did. What else they had to do, it took fasting and praying. Because the peace is gone. Confusion is in the land. Everybody's in unrest. Everybody afraid. Because the enemy, because Modacula, uh, have caused such a, because Malachi have caused such a confusion until now all the, all the children of Israel should be killed for a cause of degree. But Esther told the people, she told, she told Modacula, go tell them to pray. And she's I'm going to go before the king. She won't go at first, but he told her, deliverance is coming. And if I come out and tell y'all, deliverance is coming. It may not come from the one you think it's going to come from, but if God will bring you deliverance, can't nobody stop that deliverance. It's going to come from the north, south, east, or west. It may not come from Joey or come from Jim. God will bring you deliverance one way or the other. So you be encouraged. You be at peace. Know that deliverance is coming. And so he said, if you don't, God will bring deliverance. And you will be caught up in the mess. So she said, tell him to fast and pray. And I'm going before the king. And you know the story. Everybody turned their plate down. And Elsa went before the king. She said, by purge, let the purge. Because what she was going to do was a life threatening thing. If, if the king did this, he's supposed to after her when she walked into his inner chamber. Because the king was in the inner chamber. He'd go in there and sometimes he'd go there and he'd say, 30 days and no woman, no maid, no nobody is supposed to come into that chamber without his permission. And Elsa was to break a law of the murder and the pieces. She was to do something that ain't never done before. Ain't no woman never did that. So certain that her, certain her life was threatened. She was, this was a death of, And you got to remember, that that earlier on, last I rebelled it, so this ain't looking good. Last I wouldn't come and see what the king wanted, so she already got that spoken through the air. That doesn't look good for Elsa. And last I already done sent a bad report out amongst the women trying to be rebellious. Now, who would think that, that Elsa's trying to be rebellious now? Been coming before the king and she ain't been called. This don't look good, y'all. But Elsa told the people to pray and say, when you fast, when you turn your plate out, it does something else. Listen, it doesn't make God no stronger than what he is. When you fast, you do not make God no stronger than he is. Yeah, I fast and God got strong. Yeah, I fast and God got more power, baby. If you had not even fast, God still was just the power he would ever be. Is that all right? But if what they fast, it just got God's attention. Oh, they just make God more aware how much they love him, how much they trust him, how much they believe in him. They have to turn her place down. And God looked at that and said, look at this woman. Turn her place down. Won't even eat nothing. Because she believed that I, I can make a difference. And when everybody did that, honey, God went before her and touched the heart of the king. Was she willing that him a chamber? And she kneeled down? This is what the king said. He could have said, woman, what you doing in here? And you use just like that, that God rebelled. Have a kill, take her out. But he pointed his supposedly at her, and he stretched you at her, and he said to her, Esther, ask me. Half of my kingdom I give you. Now, you know that was an awful prayer. My 
God, I feel your anointing on that. You know, that was an awful fasting for the king to tell her. Not only did he tell her she's going to die, not only did he did not run her out, but he told her, ask of me what you will, and have my kingdom I give you. You see what God will do when you fast, when you pray. So I encourage you, Ukraine. I encourage, I, I encourage you, Israel. I, just encourage you, I encourage you, all you nations, that, that God be your God. Blessed is the Bible says, blessed is the nation who God is their Lord. If God be your Lord, I encourage you to pray. I encourage you to pray and fast and turn your place down. And God's going to bring a change. God's going to show you glory. Oh, yes, he is. Because he's that kind of God. He won't fail you. He won't let you down. So believe that. Stand on that. Let that be your confidence that you have in the God you serve. Know that he will do everything but fail. Isaiah 96, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. That's who's on your side. That's what, who's on your side, Ukraine. That wonderful counselor. He's a mighty God. He's the everlasting Father. He's your Prince of Peace. Peace is coming. You hear what I'm saying? He's going to bring the peace when he comes. Peace is coming. You've been at war. You've been at war for a while now. It looks like that peace ain't nowhere in sight. But I declare unto you by the power of God and the presence of the Lord that I feel right now. In the name of you, they're speaking through my lips. Peace is coming. Something's about to happen that had never happened before. Something about to happen is even unexplainable. But peace is coming. Peace is coming. Peace is hang on in there a little while longer. Lift up your heads and hang down. And know that peace is coming. God is about to work it out for you. God is about to fix it. He's about to set things in order. He's about to knock the legs up on the table. What is he about to do, Apostle? Let me tell you what he oh, what he laid in my spirit. Oh, I'll talk about shame. Let me tell you what he put in my spirit, what he about to He said, even as he delivered Israel out of the hands of the enemy when they were going through the Red Sea, and Pharaoh was behind them, and Pharaoh had the audacity to come in behind them in the Red Sea. He thought he won't catch up with them, and they had a minute to the other side. And he thought God, he thought God will leave the water on, but God didn't do nothing. See, because God didn't do nothing when he went into the water. He thought God won't go do nothing. And had the audacity to go in there behind the children of Israel, and God drowned them in the Red Sea. God said, tell you that the enemy think that because he ain't did nothing, that he ain't going to do nothing, and they're going to keep on doing what they're doing. But he said, even at Shabbat, in Cabo Boucher, even if you drown the Pharaoh in the Red Sea, oh, he's going to drown your enemy, oh, by his mighty power. He's going to work this thing out. He's going to intervene. He's going to show them that he's God. High time, and beside you, he is none of them. I feel his presence. I feel his power. But he said to show himself mighty oh, in your behalf. So don't quit. Don't faint. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Everything will be all right. Isaiah 26 and 3, you will keep him in perfect peace. All who trust in you, all who thoughts are fixed on you, on you. Keep your mind on the Lord. Stay on him no matter what. Keep your mind on God. Keep your mind on God. Oh, stay focused. 
See, I know that what the enemy does, his job is to take our mind off of God. But I come by to encourage you, keep your mind on God. Uh-huh. Keep your mind, whoever you be, whether you be in not in any country, whether you be in the United States, whether you be in New York, whether you be in Baltimore, whether you be in Washington, D.C., whether you be in Tennessee, doesn't matter where you be, keep your mind on God. Whether you be a troubled wife or a troubled husband or a troubled home, keep your mind on God. And he will teach you in perfect peace. That's why we lose our peace. That's why we get, get into anxiety. That's why we get into depression. Mm-hmm. That's why we get into looty doom. Oh, we a moping valley. Because we take our eyes off of God. He's the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. Do not take your eyes off of him. Keep your eyes focused on him. He is your heavenly father. He is your way maker. He is your problem solver. He is your mind regulator. He will fix it. He will bring you out. He will bring you out of winter. You will all going to come out of this. You are going to come out of this. It may not look like it, and I don't even want to talk about what it looks like. You are coming out of this. You're going to look back one day and laugh how you got over your God is not a failing God. He's going to do what he said. Acts 10 and 36, this is a message of good news for the people of Israel. Oh, now this must be prophetic, y'all. But look look what God got in the message down here. Oh, my God. He said this is a message of good news for, Israel, for the people of Israel. Peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. Oh, my God. Peace in God, Israel. Your peace is in God through Christ Jesus. Pray. The whole nation, pray. Get Christ in his place in your life. Why is war going on? Why this fighting going on? Why all this killing going on? All this loss of life going on? Your peace is in Christ Jesus. Thank God for all the nations that come to help you. Thank God for all the allies that is on your side. But know that your peace is in Christ Jesus. He said, this is the message of God for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. He's your Lord. He's Lord of all. You belong to him. You're the chosen people. Yes, you are. You're the precious you. And he ain't fit to forsake you. He told the whole world that. These are my chosen people. Ah, I am not going to forsake you. Look how you were scattered, Israel. Look how you, whatever time I think about how God did it, amazed me. It amazed me of his wonder. How the stars in the heavens can't be numbered because there's so many. He said, every star been named. Every sand on the seashore, he knows. Every sparrow falls to the ground, he knows about. He's so often. When I think about how Israel was scattered all over the world, all in other countries, all in nature, the law that not only had Israel scattered, but he had lost the, 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 the deed to trust to the land. It was in the hands of others. You know, when a deed is in somebody else's hand, it's theirs. You don't get no deed back and let this family back over. But God promised to bring Israel back and make them a nation. And look what God did. Look how God took and brought them back and made the enemy give the land back up. Made the enemy sign the deed back over to them. How God made you a great nation. He's that same God today. He had lost his duty. He had lost his power. Look how he brought you from the, he said, from the, from the innermost parts of the earth, from the north, south, east, and west. 
But I encourage you, you want to hear from because they're your child and your heart is heavy. But somebody right now, some husband, some wife, some family, I encourage you right now that that child is going to call. I decree it so. I think of authority right now over that child, over that daughter, over that son. I command you now in the name of Jesus, call your mama, call your daddy. I command your daughter, call your mama, call your daddy, call your loved one. Quit making their heart heavy. Quit making their heart bleed. Quit doing it wrong. You're wrong. You left for the wrong reason. You left under your own understanding. Because it wouldn't let you have your way. Because they had to discipline you. Because they had to scold you. But you need to apologize. You need years that went by. And your heart to hit it. And you act like it don't mean nothing to you. But may God convict you. May God trouble you. May God get your attention. May God wake you up like the prodigal son. So you will go home and tell them you're sorry. Because you're wrong. They raised you. They did without for you. They sacrificed for you to make you the person you are today. And you know what you did? This on you did nothing but made a mistake by leaving home. Go home. Go home. Go home so they can be peace with you and your mom and your dad. In the name of Jesus. Please excuse me. I got excited about that with the Holy Spirit. Telling somebody to go home like the part of the son. You need to go and apologize. You need to fix this thing. You need to make peace with your mom, peace with your dad. Well, because family is the most greatest thing that we could ever have. Don't you go out there and make family. You up there with peace with somebody else, a stranger. Peace with somebody you don't even know, mom or dad. You act like they're not even alive. Sometimes they ain't my mom. They is they your mom. They is your dad. And just how they corrected you, just how they chastised you, just because they disciplined you, you got an attitude. But lose that attitude. Get in your car. I don't care. Get in your car. If you can't drive because it's so far away, get on the telephone now. Pick that phone up when this message is over with. Pick that phone up and call them and say, Mom, I'm sorry for acting so stubborn, for acting so rebellious, for acting with lack of understanding. I'm, 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 tired. I'm sorry for getting in the flint. We're getting in there, Addy. You know how it is when we get in there, Addy. Addy get in all of us. Honey, Addy don't care who you are. But Addy get into you, you listen to her, she will make a mess every time. She'll mess up your reputation. She'll make up your character. She'll mess up your attitude. She'll make you rebellious. She'll make you disobedient and won't listen to nobody. No matter what nobody tells you, you didn't want to hear it because Addy is in control. But I come out and tell you, lose Addy. Get rid of her. Get on that phone. Call your mom. Call your dad. Be encouraged, Mom. Be encouraged, Dad. My number is 910-658-5206. 910-658-5206. Apostle Alexander Lock of the Burning Bush Church. Call me, Mom. Call me, Dad. Oh, with all that joy that's coming your way when, when that daughter come home, when that son come home, when they call you and tell you that they came home, you call me. That, that would be encouraging to her. Oh, how they, they ain't called in Europe. They ain't called in weeks and months. Now all of a sudden they call because the power of God made them call. Not Apostle Lockby, but the power of God made them call. You call me, tell me. That's encouraging to her. That they, they, they call, that they're coming home, that they're sorry, uh, that they act the way they act. Because we all do that when we're young. You know how it is when we're young. When my mama used to say, young and dumb, you know how it is, lack of understanding. We know so much and don't know nothing. Everybody else telling us something but our parents. We listen to everybody else but our parents. But what we don't but what we don't realize is, is that they're wrong and, and our parents are right. Your parents are right all the time, most of the time, and you need to listen to them. So some daughter, some son, some niece, and never, I don't know who you be, maybe grandma raised you, maybe a, you were the doctor's hand that raised you. Maybe your guardian was somebody else, but you don't left them and act like you just, like they ain't did nothing. 
wives, with their children, with their everything. God did something that morning he had never done before. He did something that, that was unexplainable, something that they could remember for a long time. And God said, uh, Ukraine, God said, well, you feel? God said that's what he said to do. He said to do something that's going to be uh, 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 looked on for a long time. He's going to be like, you go close your mouth. You know, you do something so awesome, the people got their lips dropped. God said, they can close them out. It's going to be a while for they close them out when they do what he's going to do. He's not going to do it behind their back. He's not going to do it in the dark. They didn't do it in the dark. He ain't going to do it in the dark. He's going to show himself mighty. Get ready, get ready for your deliverance. Get ready, get ready for your breakthrough. Get ready to put the God on your side and show himself mighty. Oh, a wonder to behold. People be talking about it a long time when God gets to doing what he's doing because he's like that. He likes to leave a mark when he does something, a glorifying mark. Not that he needs to be glorified because he's God anyway. He's glorified anyway. But he's going to glorify himself upon his people. If you be encouraged, you keep on praying. You don't quit. Don't you give up. Don't throw the time. God, I thank you for the message this afternoon that you've given me. To give to the listening ear of God, to Ukraine, or to Israel, or whoever might be looking, Iran. It doesn't matter who the was that was listening, checking the body. It doesn't matter who it was, God. But I've done what you have told me to do in the name of Jesus. And I pray, God, that you would uh, help them to be strong while the peace is coming, because peace is coming. It's going to be all right. You're going to give them the victory. You're going to bring this word to naught because you're God. And I thank you for doing so. For you told me your will, whatever, I have the power to create a thing. And I take authority over this war between between Russia and Ukraine. And I command it to come to some halt. I command it to stop. I have to command it to end. I have to command God in the name of Jesus. Oh, that you would be in there, just like you took the wheels off the chariot of, of, of Pharaoh and, and they couldn't get away because the chariot wheel ran off, take the, take the spokes off the tank. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, loosen the boat, let, let, the, let, the, let, let, let the, the spikes on the tank fall off, whatever you got to do, lock them down, don't let the thing, the gun shoot, let the jam, let it jam up, whatever you got to do, God, to protect them from the enemy, let the boot fall in, a, in another place, not on the people. Let him explode in the air. Whatever you got to do, God, do some crazy stuff. Let it explode even before he went. Even shoot it out of the air. You do it in the name of Jesus. But we'll show yourself mighty. Send your angels out now in behalf of Israel, in behalf of Ukraine, and anybody else that is right, God. Send your angels out now and fight for them, Lord. Give them the victory, God. Give them the victory. Work it out in your favor. And all the honor, all the glory shall be thine. Let it be a testimony to come behind all this, God, because you are that kind of God, a God of a testimony. And we praise you and lift you up. In Jesus' name we pray. 